and welcome to Vimy Air. This is episode number nine. My name is Sam Fix. I'm a teacher here at Vimy Ridge Academy. With me is Mr. Travis Rollheiser, often mistaken for Brad Pitt, Mr. Blair Faulkner, the smartest, kindest, wisest guy on the podcast, and Miss Kathy Fenton, my grandpa's granddaughter. How's it going, guys? <laughs> wow, that is so much more positive than last episode. That is unbelievable. You know, I honestly wait like all week to hear these intros and to, just to see what Mr. Fix has like come up with for the week. You it's awesome. Still, I love you've it. still managed to get zero of my intros correct. Nothing has been accurate, but thanks for that, Sam. <laughs> hey, so the, the Brad Pitt, I have something to say about the Brad Pitt one. Um, someone introduced, it, introduced me to this game a while ago. Um, they call it the ugly celebrity game. As much as that was a very positive intro, I'm not trying to be negative here, but you play it where you are an ugly version of a celebrity. So I just made you ugly Brad Pitt, which is a pretty good one to be ugly version of. I'll, I'll take a poor man's Brad Pitt all day. <laughs> yep. Um, okay, question to you guys. I was, maybe I told you about this already, but had to do a pretty adult thing and had to go sign, renew our mortgage. Are there any like adult things that you guys still or that you have to do and you're like I can't believe that I actually have to do this well apparently I'm 18 according to all of you guys so everything's new <laughs> adults to me <laughs> um but yeah I we, we I talk about this all the time with my roommates how like in high school and stuff we never learned how to do checking or uh, sorry not checking but like how to write a check like a mortgage <laughs> to me I have no idea what that is I'm like oh congrats <laughs> they have e-transfer now Kathy I know that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's not uh, a new form of how to get money, but uh, um, yeah, there's a ton of things I still have no idea how to do. Um, I'm hoping just to learn by trial and error at this point. I've been trying to come up with a joke about you being young, but you just walked right into it. You 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 just said you're not an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I've accepted this. <laughs> I get mistaken more often than not that I'm still a student in the high school round. So. Uh, you like and Mr. Fix when he's clean shaven and two of you are still <laughs> high school kids. He looks so young and fast when he has, when he goes right down to the wood. Yeah. yeah. Which is very rare. Very rare. Me being fast. <laughs> <laughs> he's been, he's been running. He's getting faster. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of uh, being good at stuff, I just found this out recently, but do you guys know what, what goat means? If you, if you see it on uh, like social media or whatever, like he's the goat. of all time. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm late to the party time. on that. You really? Like, you, you didn't know so that. So my entire Instagram feed is always golf, and it's always like Tiger, and then the, the caption goat. has a goat emoji or it says goat. And I've never once pieced it together until I heard someone mention, like they clarified that goat meant greatest of all time. Really? Speaking, yeah. speaking of golf and greatest of all time, are you guys going to tune into the Tiger, uh, Phil, Peyton, and Tom golf match on the 24th? I'm I'm like because again there's not much else to really watch in the sporting world I'm so jacked for that I'm such a Tiger fan and such a Peyton Manning fan and I there's well not that I hate Phil but I cannot stand Tom Brady so is it Brady and Phil yep and Tiger and Peyton which bodes very well for this guy yeah I would agree I'd cheer for 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 Tiger's team on that one yep have you just have never heard of that before fix Goat well, I had uh, no. I'm well. I'm saying I've read "goat" for however many I don't know social media years. I just didn't know what it meant. Just ignored it, I guess. Is there anything else? Would you guys say that, like, as a like a student thing that's new that you don't understand, like a trend that you don't get? Uh, yeah, 
like TikTok. I don't really know. Like, <laughs> yeah, good point. And honestly, Sam, with your dancing skills, I would think that maybe you were already on TikTok. Maybe he is on TikTok. TikTok. We just don't I'm know. Too, I'm too competitive Sam for fixed. stuff like that. Like, I can't deal with putting something up and then not having followers. Like, I, I don't want to engage in that competition. <laughs> with your skills, though, and moves? Uh uh-huh. Yeah. You won't just, do it. Uh, I dance for me. Take over. Seems so old. I dance for I me only. I don't like them. I hate dancing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, how about uh, finally getting out, or I guess in some in some of our cases, being able to potentially get out and play some golf now, now that things are kind of open officially? Wow. Yeah, it was so thing. much fun. What's What's your favorite course to play in the city of Edmonton? Not a private course. Inside the city limits, I guess your question is, or, well, or do we have a radius here? The greater Edmonton area. See, uh, I'd have to go to like Cole Creek. Okay, by Toefield, yeah. Just nice. outside of Edmonton, yep. I, I really I completely enjoy agree. that course. Yep. But your first question makes sense too. That's like, to me, that's not inside Edmonton. It's, I think it's my favorite course within an hour drive. And then right. city limits for me is probably the quarry is where I would play if I had, had the choice. Kathy, are you, a, are you a golfer? I was just about to say this whole conversation is lost on me because I am not a golfer. Um, I very rarely will go to the driving range and you're going to be so disappointed to me after hearing this, but I actually worked at a golf course and never played a single round of golf there. Hmm. Yeah. That's Where'd you work? Which one? Membership. I, I worked at a countryside, countryside. So just outside of Sherd Park. Yep, yeah. I know where that one is. Yeah. So <laughs> I worked there, washed the golf carts, picked up uh, the balls on the, hey, the get, driving I'm range. Just gonna, I'm just going to cut you off fence. Get, get yeah. this one. So Mr. Faulkner invites McLean and I out to countryside on the last day of school. We we're going to play at 5:30 a.m. and make it into school on time. There's no kids in the building, so we're there by 8:30 and we're good. We show up 5:30 and it's me and me and Mr. McLean in the parking lot. Nothing from from Mr. Faulkner. Ghosted and you. And he just completely ghosted us. And his his other buddies are there that we're supposed to true. play with. I guess it was so awkward. The at least ultimate you knew the guys. Ghost. You knew the other guys. Like, I think Kelly uh, might have, but I didn't know them. That was my, I think it was my first year teaching. Mr. Faulkner, was this planned or do you just like sleep in that day or what did you just, <laughs> what happened? Yeah, just totally slept in. Yeah. It was just, it hit uh, the old snooze. Yeah, did not hear the alarm and uh, it was still like, so that was years ago though. I have not missed an early morning round of golf since. <laughs> Sam's just stewing about it. Right? Still. <laughs> no, exactly. I forgot about that. I think I I've been present think for you. every other round of golf since. Okay, Kath, since you're not uh, a golfer, um, if you had to sub out one fair weather activity for golf, what would it be? Um, I love playing Lawn beach darts. volleyball. Beach volleyball. Okay. And I love spike ball, to be honest. A lot. Oh, we had some heated spike ball matches this summer. Did you, okay, hold on a second. <laughs> Have you seen the new game that's out there? It's no. four-cornered volleyball. I, I saw that. Yes. And um, so yeah. you each have your own little court. It looks How many people in each court? One. one. That sounds like a Sam Fix cabin game to me. It does yeah, sound like a cabin game. Yeah. Post-pandemic for sure. Um, hey, Vimier podcasters, do you know who's on this episode? I've heard rumors. It's a, uh, it's pretty I good I think episode. I actually don't know. <laughs> There's rumblings. We have a couple of, uh, shh, did you hear it? Shh. We got Miss Annalise Schellenberg and Mr. Dustin Schwartz on the, yes, on the podcast today. Annalise, fantastic teacher at Vimy. She, uh, is involved with Green and Gold. We will hear uh, much more about her as we get to her interview, as well as former Vimy teacher, Mr. Dustin Schwartz. Get to hear what he's been up to 
uh, during this pandemic and sort of his uh, his life after after Vimy. So fantastic episode coming up, gang. Yeah, hearing what Mr. Schwartz is doing now is uh, is pretty cool, and in some ways, I'm definitely pretty jealous of uh, of what he's got going on. Definitely has has earned it, and, and he's he's worked his bag off to get there, but he's uh, he's got himself in a pretty cool spot. I don't know if it's the nerdiness in me coming out with like how the brain works or if it's my immaturity for uh, things that are funny, but do you guys know like when he switched the first letter of two words and it sounds outrageous, you know what I'm saying? Give me an example. Give me an example. Okay. So, so here's the example. I'm teaching grade nine science and I'm talking about chemistry and a chemical reaction, which if you bake a cookie, it's a chemical reaction. And I tried to say this in front of my class and I said, Instead of baking cookies, I said cooking babies. Mm. <laughs> oh, and I was That's just talking, and it was just like one of those those slips where I, I switched the C and the B and made. I was cooking babies. I thought you were gonna say caking bookies, like you switched okay, the C so and the, the B to start like same, yeah, same so, idea. So that would be hilarious. I just think that's the funniest thing in the world it is. when someone s- switches those two letters and they so sound so silly. My, uh, years ago, my, uh, we were going out on a, on a road trip somewhere and my dad was helping me load up the back of my truck with, with a whole bunch of stuff and obviously doing it super inefficiently. And he said, <laughs> he like yelled at me. He's like, you're, you're moving at a pale snace. And to this day, I, I, because I've said it so many times, I cannot say snail's pace. Like I have to actually think about saying that because I will just say pale snakes and it's just like part of the language now. Yeah, that's a good, the worst, the worst part of my story is that no one laughed, which just highlighted that no one is listening in my class at all times. (laughs) They just didn't want to correct you. So intimidated by you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I doubt it. (laughs) Yeah. Alrighty. Moving on to our first guest here on Vimy air for this episode is Annalise Schellenberg. All right, Vimier, we'd like to welcome in our next guest, Miss Annalise Schellenberg. She's a current Vimy staff member of teaching in social studies and the Green and Gold program. She played soccer for the Pandas from 2011 to 2015. She also represented Canada at the World University Games in South Korea and Taiwan. She is a Vimy student alumni, and I believe the only teacher to get a delivery of flowers at the school this year. Please welcome in Miss Annalise Schellenberg. Wow, it's an honor. <laughs> yeah, you have to tell us this story. Who gave you flowers? What happened there? Uh, I'm going to say a random. That's kind of who he is now. <laughs> Uh-oh. Were they nice flowers? I was so like taken aback that someone had delivered flowers to where I worked. I didn't even look at them. I barely opened them. Someone I said believe... they were roses and I was like, okay, great. And I honestly didn't open them, didn't take them home, didn't look at them. So yeah, I ended up uh, giving them to a student and just walked out and said, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> so for future reference for anyone listening, maybe don't send Miss Schellenberg flowers. Yeah, not to worry. Um, Shelly, you are the first green and gold soccer player and first Vimy student in general to go from a student athlete to a teacher at the school. Um, what can you say about that as going from being a student to now a teacher? Um, I think it's pretty cool. I loved going to Vimy as a student and I obviously love working there now. I thought it was a little weird my first year calling people I worked with by their first name and not treating them as a teacher. So that was a little different and took a bit of time to adjust, but I think it's awesome. I love Vimy and it's, it's a great place to be. So it's neat. 
Who was your first, or sorry, who was your favorite teacher when you were a student at Vimy? I think it would be a tie between Mr. Ramsey and Ms. Froze. Oh, nice. Some alumni. Yeah. Uh, Annalise, switching gears to some of your your soccer playing days here, give us the lowdown on representing Canada uh, for the University World Games and and traveling to South Korea and and Taiwan. What kind of experience was that? Uh, That was probably the highlight um, of my career for sure. It wasn't something that I thought I would have accomplished. So it was super cool being able to do that. They explained the games to me like a mini Olympics for university students. So it's replicated after that with like the opening and closing ceremonies and the athletes village and just playing on that stage was was awesome. And representing Canada was pretty cool. Where else has soccer taken you other than Korea and obviously probably all around Canada? Where else have you gone? My Pandas team went to Argentina for one of our reading week trips and that was awesome i went to brazil not to play but it was for a soccer class i did an exchange through u of a and it was tied with the world cup at the time so that was awesome i love south america and would love to go back uh shelly if you're not playing soccer what other sports do you enjoy um i love volleyball i wish i had a bit more height to me i think that would be a fun a fun sport to still be playing I got yeah, something here from um, one of my one of my sources, and I don't know if this is true or not, so I'm just going to pose it in the form of a question. Is your real name not Annalise? Accurate. Okay, so what is it? Because I had no idea until I heard this. Oh, I don't just give that out usually. It's not, uh, I don't know. It's okay to share these types of stories. Yeah. We, uh, I yeah. shared my story. It's so a nice, open, honest You're platform. Right. Yeah. Right. No one's judging except yeah. everyone. Except everyone. <laughs> How many listeners do you guys think you have? Okay. By the time this airs, we'll be uh, plus a thousand. Wow. Um, my real name is Courtney. Wow. Nice. I would not have guessed that, really. So mm-hmm. is, is is Annalise your actual middle name? Or like, where does that come? Or is yes. that just like something you picked? Okay. Yeah, Annalise is my middle name. I uh, have never gone by Courtney in my life, I think. Until now. When I was no no, Shellenberg. I just like it doesn't even process that that's my name. So I mean, yeah. Interesting. Shelly, we've asked people what's going on in their world with the pandemic. I'm just wondering what's the what's the most positive thing about this change for you? Um, I think the downtime, honestly, I've been enjoying a bit. I'm usually pretty on the go, so it's been nice to just go for runs or kind of at-home workouts, um, reading, just things that I don't usually make time for. So that's been a, a positive for sure. Well, to the listeners and to Annalise, we want to say a big thank you, or Vimier, thank you to Annalise for joining us today on the podcast. And we hope to see you again sometime soon. All the best. Thanks. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks, Thanks Charlie. Charlie. Thanks, Courtney. <laughs> <Coming> <laughs> <out>. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Big thanks to Miss Schellenberg for joining us on the podcast. That was outstanding to actually get uh, to find out what her actual name was and actually confirm that it is Courtney, not Annalise. And similarly to, to Blair, goes by um, mm-hmm. your middle name, just like mm-hmm. Annalise. And sticking with the theme of, of uh, middle names, have you guys ever been middle named by your parents? So you do something wrong, you're, you're being bad at home when you're a kid. How often did you get the Ronald Blair, you're in trouble, or Sam, <laughs> whatever? Michael, come here. I have no idea what your middle name actually is, but. So my name, my name is Samuel Stephen, uh, which would be okay 
except if you're like heated emotionally, it's too long. So I didn't ever get that one. Kath, what's your middle name? Or your first name? Uh, I know it's not Kath. <laughs> it's not Kathy. My first name's Caitlin. And then my middle name's Joelle. Caitlin, Caitlin Joelle. Joelle. Did you get Maybe that Maybe Kathy Joelle sounds better. Who knows? Yeah, uh, does, I get yeah. Caitlin. Yeah. Yeah. Sam, have you Caitlin. ever, have you ever middle named your, your daughters? You've been so upset with them. Uh, so we actually, we use it affectionately. So my daughter's name is Jane Caitlin and I call her Jane Kate and we try, we, I yeah. actually try pretty hard not to use it if I'm upset. So in a negative way. Yeah. yeah. Interesting approach. I like that. That is an interesting approach. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't, I can't remember being middle named. I may have been middle named, but again, I don't know if they were using my first name or my <laughs> fake first name or my middle name or my other, like, yeah, I don't know. Did they, did they first name you or did they just middle name you? Yeah. Good question. Well, I think whenever I got in trouble, it was always Blair or I don't know. They never called me Ron or Ronald or anything. Never, ever. Okay. Like it's crazy. <laughs> so then did they say Blair Faulkner? Maybe. <laughs> but with all that, you know, you guys are just talking about intensity and getting mad and getting upset. I think that's a perfect segue into our next guest because Mr. Schwartz, we touched upon it a little bit with Schwartzy. He's got a little bit of fire in him to say the least. So let's, uh, let's hear what Mr. Dustin Schwartz has to say. All right, Vimier, our next guest we have here is a former Vimy alumni staff member. He worked, uh, I think is over six years at Vimy, spent 10 years with Edmonton Public. He was instrumental in making Vimy hockey a mainstay in Edmonton. He has coached at, I believe, every level of hockey in the Edmonton area. He might be one of the most uh, focused, passionate, intense, maybe we could find a word for that, uh, or people you'll ever meet. Of course, he's a friend of the show, and he's a good friend of ours. Uh, welcome, Mr. Dustin Schwartz. Thanks for having me. Uh, of course. Uh, Blair, sir, I'm just going to piggyback on, on your intro there. You said he's worked at uh, almost every level of, of hockey in the Edmonton area. What about the fact that he's won at almost every level that he's either played or coached at? Yeah, I think uh, as a player, as a kid, I think all the way growing up through to winning the Royal Bank Cup, the Memorial Cup as a coach, the Ivan Holinka at the under-18s, um, some championships in Spruce Grove uh, with the Saints and the AJHL. I've been pretty fortunate and blessed to have had good goalies and good people to work with. And, uh, you know, I'd hopefully that continues forward as, uh, as a person's career goes on and on and on. So anyway, it's been a good ride so far and um, be nice to add a few more trophies to the cabinet. Impressive resume. Now, one thing I want to touch on uh, for our listeners, when you were at... Uh, when you were at Vimy, what were some of the courses uh, or classes that you taught when you were there? At Vimy, I taught uh, mainly science uh, from seven, eight, I think the honors programs. I was obviously involved in the hockey academy on the, the goalie side of things, lots of phys ed. And there might have been maybe a little bit of social studies mixed in there as well. But typically my class uh, list was included my sciences and phys eds. One story. I want to ask about from, from Vimy. And this involves one of our uh, former guests that we had on at Vimy Air, Mr. Graham Fleming. It involves uh, Mr. Fleming and Mr. Schwartz. And now let's see if this starts to jog your memory. Now, I, I believe I there was a blow up <laughs> ring involved, a boxing ring and some giant boxing gloves. Does that jog your memory? Any, uh, yeah, I think, any thoughts uh, on that one? Your, your introduction of the word intense, maybe, maybe you can't <laughs> the forefront. <laughs> Uh, we decided it would be a good idea to get into the 
to the ring with these gloves on. This is and in front of a whole bunch of students at lunchtime, wasn't it? This wasn't yeah, just large, you guys. Large, large body of uh, student population was viewing. Um, anyway, Mr. Fleming, I would say he would agree with me that he probably took the brunt of it. Um, but it was, uh, it was all good fun. Anytime you have a little competition, it's good fun. So, yeah, that was funny. Correct me if I'm wrong, but did the ring not end up flipped up on its side or upside down and you guys on the gym floor? Possibly there might have been uh, a little bit of deflation on the one side of the uh, <laughs> air, air bubbled uh, boxing ring and he ended up actually falling through the tent or ring or whatever it was and ended up on his back on the gym floor. So yeah, that actually did take place. And I wonder, and now maybe that's why we're not allowed any inflatables at Edmonton public events anymore from the uh, intensity of some of the teachers. Competitiveness, we should say. <laughs> competitiveness, yes. Passionate, competitive. Uh, I was just going to ask, so Blair touched on your, your time at Vimy, but you taught somewhere else for a number of years prior to coming to Vimy, right? You were at Donnan with a bunch of current Vimy staff, Mr. Faulkner included? Yes. So I started at Donnan. Actually, that was my first teaching job right after the conclusion of playing at the U of A. You know, obviously, the, we actually had finished off the national championship. We won it at Rexall Place. And I started teaching at, Vim, at uh, Don, and I think it was five or six days later. So I'd already completed my degree. I was doing some substitute teaching. We won the national championship, and then I was teaching at Don and full-time. Now, I remember, I think, I think it was maybe my first year, maybe my second year teaching, and my birthday always falls at the beginning of the school year. And so you had told our students that it was my 40th birthday. Now, I was, like I said, a couple of years into my teaching career. So I must have been around maybe 26 or 27, not thinking that I looked anywhere close not to 40. 40. And lo and behold, the next day, I think I got two or three parent emails saying, oh, happy 40th. <laughs> Wishing you all the best. <laughs> all on behalf of That's Mr. Schwartz. That's all yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Schwartz, how's home life for you right now? What are you, uh, what are you up to with, uh, with your family and, and how's uh, this sort of shutdown? Um, uh, it's been, been uh, obviously a change for everybody. Um, you know, you can't really plan for a situation like this because nobody's ever had to face anything like this before. So the working from home part um, has been challenging a little bit. You're so used to your routine and your schedule and your, um, you know, when you're available for time with your kids and versus when you're available time to work. And this has been a real juggling act to start, but I think we've kind of fallen into a good routine the kids got their school now uh up and running so that's been good I kind of had to put my teaching hat back on and oddly enough my oldest is in grade five which is where Blair and I started teaching together and one of the nice. subjects science which he is really enjoying so um I've actually even looked at some of my old teaching resources believe it or not um <laughs> so that's been kind of fun it's been fun putting that cap on with your own kids and seeing where your kids are academically our youngest is in grade one um, and you just see their, you know, the wit they have for certain subjects and stuff like that. So that's been, uh, I've actually really, really enjoyed that. We played, uh, we've been trying to do some activity every day. So we created the, the Schwartz Olympics. We got 42 events, <laughs> 42, um, 42 events from like all kinds of things like planks to push-ups to 200 meter sprints, 75 meter sprints, ball juggling with the hockey stick nine spots shooting on the shooter tutor so we got a whack load of olympic events we're just waiting for the weather to turn nice and then we can get back to that so so uh your wife leah used to be a nurse correct 
yeah, has she has she taken on anything? Has she gotten back into that, or what's what's her role been in this whole pandemic situation that we're we're living in? Well, she was. We actually had had a conversation about it because there was discussions about some of the retired nurses going back to be a part of uh, the healthcare system because they were worried about the uh, abundance of resources that were needed and stuff like that. And um, because of my job and the uncertainties of what it looks like moving back into um, the hockey seasons and things like that, we decided against it. But uh, there was definitely a discussion about it. And um, it's hard to, like, I have a lot of empathy for those frontline workers, you know, fire department, police force, nurses, doctors, everybody that's out there you know, grinding away and, and having to come home to their families. So, now, sorry, now speaking, yeah, sorry. Speaking of your job and uh, like we said, your former Vimy Ridge uh, staff, um, the transition into your new job. Now, some of our listeners may or may not know, but you went from uh, a classroom teacher um, directly into your new role. And I think it's quite the story that maybe uh, all 15 or 16 of our listeners should, uh, should hear. So if you want to elaborate a little bit on uh, that one Sunday night, maybe six years ago, I think it was six or seven yeah, years ago. Yeah, six or seven years ago now. Well, it was an interesting. I'll kind of give the lead up to it. Um, I, I had done some stuff, obviously, with the Oil Kings, and uh, was coaching with them, and we ended up winning the Memorial Cup. And um, you know, I was obviously very fortunate to be a part of that staff and that group, um, and to to see that to the end. During that summer, I had an interview with the Calgary Flames. Um, of which I got down to the final two people that were um, looking for that job and they ended up going with the guy who is, is currently their goalie coach. And I was offered the job in Stockton, which is uh, their American League team. And for multiple reasons, family being a real big part of that, I ended up not being able to take the position and was totally satisfied with going back to do, honestly, what I love to do and the passion I had at school and in the classroom. Lo and behold, the call come in in November. It was Craig McTavish at the time and uh, asked me some questions about the goaltending situation and whether I'd be interested in the position. And uh, I said, yeah, I'd be interested. And I wasn't sure what his time frame was. I wasn't sure if we were talking, you know, the start of next season or what the, the deal was. And anyway, that was uh, the conversation we had. He said, can I start tomorrow? Which was, like Blaird said, from Sunday into Monday. <laughs> So I was like, okay. So he's like, I'm like, well, how do we start? He's like, well, can you be on a plane to Dallas? And I'm like, <laughs> okay. So that meant that I had, and I, Leo, my wife was actually at work at the time. So I took this position and said yes to it without even asking her. Uh, and I took <laughs> this position without even actually knowing how much money I was making. So he could have said nothing and we would have moved on from there. So anyway, I had to make some phone calls. So I, so within 24 hours, I must've made, 50 phone calls just to be able to be on the plane the next day. And by the time I'd made all these phone calls and my wife had come home and then I informed her that I was leaving the next day to Dallas and the rest has continued on. So, um, yeah, it was quite the story, quite the turnaround, um, and something that I'll, I'll never forget. So, uh, a little bit of a transition here when you left and ultimately took that job, um, with the Oilers, you're, Immediate, or I guess soon immediate replacement was Mr. Sam Fix, one of one of our hosts on here who unfortunately can't join us. Um, he was also your student teacher. Now we we talked to Mr. Fleming uh, a couple episodes ago, and how I was fortunate enough to have Mr. Fleming as my mentor teacher, and his first impression or memory that that uh, that he has of me. What's maybe a memory, good or bad or funny, whatever, of uh, that you have of Mr. Fix? 
Actually, he was the second best student teacher I had. Uh, Mr. Fleming probably would have been the best. Um, <laughs> and, uh, actually, the irony of that is that when I called uh, Mr. Ridmanovich, I had actually called Sam first and asked him if he had a teaching job yet. And he told me no. And I said, well, don't take one in the next two hours because I said, I'm going to come back to you. So then I called Brian and, and it ended up working out that, uh, that Sam had actually ended up getting the job. And it was a, a perfect transition. He had finished not long uh, before that job opportunity presented itself. So he kind of still knew my students a little bit. Uh, he knew the subject matter well. And, and like I say, he was always very well planned and organized. So it was, uh, I think for myself and for him, it was a pretty seamless transition. Mr. Fix tells the story that he finally got acceptance from you, uh, Schwartz, when I think it was you guys were on ice session. He said you guys were doing uh, this one drill where he broke in from the sidewall and I think you were up high in the slot and you absolutely lasered a pass probably about a foot off the ice Adam and he knocked it down and went in and scored and he said he kind of just looked back at you and you kind of just gave him the nod and he's like yes I'm in (laughs) I I actually it's funny you bring that up because I actually do remember that true or false when you uh I guess first accepted the position with the Oilers and you're on the plane to Dallas did you bring some grade eight science projects on the plane to mark with you True, I believe, yep, because I had to get them done because Sam was taking the class over and I didn't want to have anything that was mine not completed before he was taking over. So, yeah, I think I did. Okay, now I'm going to double back into our into our conversation because you talked about um, when you coached out in Spruce Grove and you almost followed up that sentence with having great goalies all the time. But I believe you had uh, a Travis Rollheiser out there I as did, a goaltender. Yeah. So and you were his, his coach. Category. Okay, so too nice. first impression, yeah. See, it's he's just bleeding into our positivity on this uh, podcast. But uh, first impression of Travis Rollheiser, young goaltender coming up to the Spruce Grove Saints. Honestly, and Rolly knows where I'm going with this, there was some things to work on. The five hole was large. Uh, Gaping. Gaping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do remember, though, that, that I'm like, okay, there's lots to work with here. And, um the, the biggest thing I think in Spruce Grove that, and Mr. Rollizer can attest to it, is that we always had um, opportunities to work. And Travis's game um, evolved uh, in so many ways. And, and I believe, honestly, had that WHL stint not um, happened before he came to the, the AJHL in Spruce Grove, he was an easy candidate to play in the NCAA, without question. So um, we're not going to take up too much more of your time here. So we just want to say a big Vimier thanks for, for joining us and finding a way to still give back to Vimy in, in doing this. So it's been great to catch up and thanks again for joining us. No thanks problem. Anytime. Thanks again to Mr. Dustin Schwartz for joining us on the podcast. It's pretty interesting to hear his stories uh, of his time at Vimy and his time with the Edmonton Oilers now and uh, what he's up to with his family. But actually, what I want to ask is of Mr. Fix. You weren't able to join us for that interview. So I want to ask you, what was your first impression of your mentor teacher? The first, so the first day that I went to or was student teaching at Vimeo, I was at the rink in the morning. Um, and I don't remember a lot of it because I was like nervous and whatever. But the very first uh, real phys ed class that we had in the gym, I remember that he wrestled a high school student uh, and like a full, <laughs> it was a full wrestle match with this big, strong kid. Sounds um, about right. he, 
he for sure won the wrestling match. And then he, he got up and walked by me and he said, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I just gave him a nod and like walked back to wherever I was supposed to stand. And yeah, that was the, that was the first real impression that I had from him. That's awesome. Didn't, didn't you, uh, on one of your first days with one of your student teachers wrestle your student teacher? <laughs> no, don't, don't go there. <laughs> That's uh, true. So on his first day, he, uh, yeah, we were wrestling at uh, U of A and we were both participating with our students like, like you would as a normal teacher. And I think him and I went head to head and I had about 65 pounds on him. So I'm super biased. So obviously I won, but I think yeah, an yeah. onlooker would probably say I won. Just got a bit competitive. Okay. Maybe moving on to something uh, that, well, A is positive and is a big deal uh, in grad 2020. You know, uh, all three of you great human beings are on the Vimy grad committee. Um, does one of you maybe want to give an update on, uh, on what's happened? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in on that. You know what it, uh, with grad 2020 happening, not happening. Um, it's, it's interesting how things go about, but I think we've come up with a great plan for, for our Vimy graduates. Um, got some nice surprises coming up for them in the coming months. And I hope that they have, uh, checked their emails and have been up to date with the, uh, information that is being sent out. And again, uh, all the best to our, our Vimy grads moving forward. All right, as always, it has been a pleasure to have the guests on, Courtney, Annalise Schellenberg, and Dustin Schwartz. And big shout out to you guys that are listening. Stay positive and stay safe out there. Schellenberg and Dustin Schwartz for the interviews. Music brought to you by purpleplanet.com. This entire podcast has been a Vimeo Ridge Academy production. 